You are a father, but you are also a warrior. We, your fellow warriors, are here with you to help you give encouragement as you fight your own battles. We're in this together, and this is the Fathers Who Fight podcast. Welcome to episode 8 of the Fathers Who Fight podcast. Brighton and Lloyd are with me, and I'm Rob, and we're happy to be with hey. you once again. Hey, hey. Your screen name is Determined Astronaut. Lloyd, are you uh, trying to get into space? It just kind of <laughs> picks those randomly. I noticed that, and it was kind of funny. <laughs> I didn't bother to change it. But. I don't know if you like were uh, applied for like SpaceX and tried to get up to the Mars. Well, that would be a lot of fun. I'd li- love to go see that Tesla that's orbiting the sun right now. That would be fun. But no, I don't know why. I, I can't remember what it was last week. It's like it chooses some random thing every week. <laughs> well, whatever your name is, we're glad you're here. <laughs> If you're new to the podcast, we are fathers banding together to strengthen one another in following Jesus Christ and resisting the enemy of our souls by living eternal warrior principles. Last week, we uh, started, or we kept going along the the lines of our top ten list. Our our first one was to be involved, and uh, number two last week was to get to where you need to be, right? And... So the challenge we issued last week was to was based on President Nelson's um, uh, address, sun, uh, Sunday morning address from April General Conference, to do whatever it takes to uh, put yourself in a good position, the best position to receive personal revelation. And so the uh, the challenge was to do your whatever. And my whatever I determined was to actually take time to. Be quiet, be still, and give myself opportunities to hear the Holy Ghost. I spend a lot of my day listening to other podcasts and uh, listening to just different things. And sometimes, you know, by by hearing other voices, I don't give myself time to listen to the, the promptings of the Holy Ghost. And so this week I took time to actually have some quiet. And didn't listen to podcasts. In fact, at one point I was listening to one podcast and it was literally gobbledygook psychobabble. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> My time will be better spent just by being quiet and uh, being still. And so it was, it was good. I, it was good to, to have um, some promptings come and, and to feel a little more connected to the Holy Ghost by not having stuff stuff in my ears all the time how about you Lloyd what did you do this week I've been striving um, to as it says in the sacrament prayer to um, always remember him so so I can hear the Holy Ghost because I mean that's the blessings if we obey the our covenants that we've made in the sacrament prayer the promise is that we'll always have his spirit to be with us and so as I've been striving to um, always remember him, I've been doing things 
to help me remember um, things like listening to hymns while I'm at work. would love to listen to podcasts, but where I type code all day, I have to think and I can't be distracted. <laughs> but I can listen to hymns because they're not as um, distracting as listening to some talk because I want to focus on what people are saying when I listen to stuff. And um, so I'll listen to hymns. Um, I've been um, praying throughout the day, not just morning and night like I used to, but praying throughout the day, trying to always have a prayer in my heart to help me to always remember him. Making progress. I still think i got a long ways to go, but it's definitely helping. One thing I've discovered in this is that I need to not focus on what I don't want to pay attention to. I need to focus on what I want to pay attention to. And I mean, that seems obvious, but in the hustle and bustle of life, you know, we're bombarded with stuff. And it's like, I don't want to think about that. And I don't want to think about that. And it's easy to focus on the elephant in the room. But what I want to focus on is Jesus Christ. And so by having hymns and other reminders, it's, it's helping me to focus more on him. It's great. In fact, uh, before, before I go to you, Brighton, I, I, I was remiss last week. Um, was it last week? Two weeks ago, I mentioned a podcast I was on. And I forgot to prop up Lloyd because he was on uh, the Like Dragons Did They Fight podcast. And that was an yeah. awesome interview. And so if you get a chance, uh, look up the Like Dragons Did They Fight podcast. It's one of the other uh, podcasts that, that uh, Life Changing Services puts out. Um, Brighton has been on that podcast before and, and on the Eternal Warrior podcast, so you can look those up too. But uh, those are those are great uh, hours or so well spent. Uh, these are these are good good men, good fighting fathers, and and uh, have some great insights to share. So uh, so look those up. So and Life Changing Services has lots of great resources, and podcasts are just one of the resources. Yes, yeah, so go to the website. Learn more. Absolutely. All right, Brighton. Sorry, you were. I, th- I think you were excited to finally talk no, it's, and uh, cut you. Um, off. <laughs> I'm just, just listening to you guys as you've been talking about your whatever that you've been working on. Uh, mine's kind of different because for both of you, you've been introducing things into your life. For me, I've been trying to cut something out, and so I'm taking kind of the opposite approach. Uh, it's in the last two weeks. It's become increasingly apparent to me that sometimes an 18-month child really doesn't want to wear a diaper. And (laughs) sometimes that is very aggravating for the parent. And as just one example, but what I've been finding is that aggravation, that frustration, that losing my temper with my child is impeding my relationship with my father in heaven. And it's something that every parent goes through, but it's something that... About two weeks ago, uh, after one especially hard night um, where I did some things that were contrary to my value system, that's what the definition of a lost battle is. When you do something contrary to your value system, so in this sense, I lost one of the battles I was trying to fight. And there was all sorts of emotions inside myself, a lot of guilt, disgrace, shame, things of that nature, and... 
is one of those times when the Holy Ghost is no longer whispering to me, but kind of beating me upside the head with a foam bat, trying to drive home this point of you need to learn to control this. And so I, I've been focusing really hard on finding ways to control my temper, to keep it reined in. And after I made that determination, the next two days were tough. Um, but then I was able to go eight days in a row without losing my temper with my child. And just the the act of counting days in a row when I don't lose my temper was both powerful and humbling. Um, up until this point, I had assumed that I did better than most guys <laughs> at controlling my temper until I realized that I can barely go more than a week without losing my temper with my child, and it was uh, very humbling. So those are some of the things... I've been focusing on and there's a particular tool that we've mentioned before and we'll mention again that I want to explain just briefly um, and this tool is manpower and this is the tool I've been using to help me keep track of this war with my temper uh, so throughout the different life changing service programs we have these different power goals nice uh, for the sons of Helam and men of Moroni and part of eternal warriors programs we have manpower for the programs we have for women there's several different versions there's girl power mom power light power um, and maybe a couple other different flavors we keep things simple for the guys we just use manpower <laughs> but they're all pretty similar and they're all acronyms the letters stand for different things and the idea is to provide a little bit of structure a little bit of accountability in these form of six goals that you practice every single day. And as you accomplish those six goals every single day, then you can have what we call a perfect power day. And you're trying to get at least 28 of these perfect power days in a row. So you can develop these into long-term, long-lasting habits so that it becomes a lot easier to fight. And as I mentioned with my battles with my temper, up until I included this in part of my manpower, I had assumed I was doing fairly well. Until I started tracking every single day whether or not I was losing my temper. And I found out that I'm doing, I'm not doing anywhere near as well as I had assumed I was. And so this accountability with self, accountability with others, that is part of manpower, is a very powerful tool that can help you progress much more quickly than if you leave it as a very ambiguous or ethereal thing that you're trying to pursue. Yeah, manpower is an important tool that plays right into everything else we wanted to talk about tonight. Um, as we mentioned, uh, my words for it is fighting your own battles. Whether your personal battle be your temper, as Brighton talked about, or... Um, Maybe it's pride, maybe it's um, depression, whatever is keeping you from being where you want to be. Uh, another way to look at it is, um, do you have goals that are moving you, helping you improve every day, moving you to where you want to be, to help you be the man you want to be? And so that's what I mean by fighting your own battles. As a person sets goals... And starts working on them, just like um, Brighton talked about with the manpower tool. Um, it's kind of funny how 
It's the enemy of our souls. Satan gets in the game. He doesn't want us to improve. He doesn't want to, us to achieve our goals because that weakens his power and his hold on us. And so he starts throwing obstacles at us. And it's a fascinating phenomenon how us working on our goals, trying to do better every day, we start to see his influence in our lives. So what do we do about it? Well, we got to come up with strategies and things to counteract that. I'm just trying to think of an example really fast. Do you want me to give um, a recent thing I've discovered? Yeah, go for it. So when I first started tackling um, this this war with my temper, I overcomplicated it at first, like I tend to do with a lot of issues. Um, but I started coming up with what I what we refer to as a drill, which basically is something that you practice over and over again, so that in the time of battle. You can react basically from muscle memory. You already know what to do. And I discovered that this drill that I put in place was too complicated, too clunky, and it wasn't doing its job. Um, and it was like this three-part acronym, and it's all anyway. It was all sciency and psychological. But what I discovered <laughs> is, is so much simpler. Is when I begin to recognize that I'm no longer in a place of emotional control. When I'm slipping towards frustration, irritation and those kinds of emotions, all I have to do is sing. I'm not a great singer. I don't like singing in front of other people, but my son's 18 months old and he doesn't care. <laughs> so I I just sing anything, and it helps bring me back to a place where I'm more calm and I'm in more control, and it makes things work a little easier, work a little better. And so that's my offensive strategy that's the technique that i'm going to war with where i am singing satan out of my head and out of my heart so that i can win my battle awesome that thanks that's perfect mm -hmm. and that actually gave me a minute to think about um, things i'm doing let me explain just a little um, i heard a theory years ago about thought control some people say that we have absolutely no control over our thoughts, that we're just thoughts come into our head and we can't control what comes into our head. I've also heard a lot of different psychologists and stuff talk about that thought control is the answer to everything. There's a whole bunch of stuff there, but this analogy makes it make sense to me. Thoughts are like birds, and birds fly by all the time. We have absolutely no control over what birds fly by. However, we can absolutely control which birds we stop to look at. We have absolutely have control over the ones we get binoculars out and get a closer look at. And even more important, we have absolutely control. If a bird tries to land on our head and build a nest, we absolutely have control over do we let it build its nest on our head. And so while we may not be able to control everything that flies by, we can control what, how we let thoughts affect us. We can choose to just, I don't need to pay attention to that. I can just let it go. And we can absolutely do that with thoughts. 
and we can absolutely, you know, that's a good thought. I want to focus on that. Or we can recognize, no, I'm focusing on a thought that I don't want to give any attention to. And so that kind of ties in with what you were just talking about when you sing, Brighton. Well, when I recognize I'm having a thought or a feeling, it's like, no, that's from the enemy. I don't want that thought. If I dwell too much on the thought, I'm giving, you know, I'm getting out the binoculars saying, I'm focusing on you thought that I don't want to have. That doesn't work. I've got to focus on a different bird that I want to pay attention to. I've got to, that's when I turn on my hymns. One of the techniques I use that, is really powerful for me is found in second nephi chapter four it's known as um, nephi's psalm when he says in there he's talking about all the troubles and problems in with his life and how he feels so weak giving in to temptation and then he turns it by saying nevertheless i know in whom i have trusted and he spends the rest of the chapter focusing on how important the Savior is in his life. How Jesus Christ is the Savior of his soul and has redeemed him and sacrificed for him and all those things. And so when I start quoting some of those verses in my head and I start focusing on that, and it's even better if I can do something with my body to change what I'm doing, then I can turn and get myself in a place where I want to be. That is how one of the ways that I am fighting and I am striving to do better and I am striving to accomplish my goals. It's all about self-control. Right? I mean, thoughts and you know all these things that we were talking about are ways that we're trying to master our emotions, our actions... For me, you know, you mentioned manpower, and and that helps give me a great structure to to work on things, you know, because I I've had goals throughout my life, and you know, I've had grand plans and things like that, and and it would fall apart for whatever reason after a while, because <laughs> you know, it's I don't know. I don't know if it's ADD or whatever, yeah. but it's it's just like you lose interest for a while. But something that's really helped me is is when we as a family work on things together and and when we have our our manpower calendar up on the refrigerator where we can all see it and and we're you know we can encourage each other and lift each other and I'll tell you what by by focusing on that and and really trying hard every day you know to have these six mini wins it's really satisfying and it's extremely satisfying to hear my wife say when she sees improvement and to compliment me on things I'm doing well. And, you know, it makes it all worth it because, you know, that's, I mean, she's my main reason for fighting and to, to have her see the progress. uh, That's what it's all about. There's so many different battles that we fight every single day. But the more that we can kind of have rituals in place and habits in place, you know, just even small things. And, and, a, and a big part of that is focusing on our Savior and, and on how to receive revelation. The, the easier our battles become to win because God is on our side 
and we are, you know, we're accessing his power. You remind me of a, a couple things, and one of them is the power of momentum. We have a little teeny small goal, something that we know that without much effort we can win every day. Just that little win gives us momentum and helps us move forward on our other goals. And that's kind of why manpower has six goals. And yes, some of them are supposed to be easy and some of them are supposed to stretch you. Personally, I do one at a time that's really stretching. The other, I have some medium ones and some easy ones. And there's momentum that you can build by the little wins. And if you can win just a little bit, that will propel you forward in your harder goals. And there's power there. It's real and, and can move you forward. And I love what you said about involving the whole family and having that accountability with your manpower calendars showing on the fridge that others can see how you're doing and how you're improving and encouraging you and helping. Yeah. Makes a big difference for sure. As you were talking about the whole family um, fighting together and working together. I thought about some of the things I've seen, learned about what that's like for the child as they see their father fighting his own battles. I spend a lot of time working with young men as a personal warrior trainer. These guys are in the Sons of Hillman program, so they're learning to not just principles of self-mastery, but they're battling sexual addictions. And a lot of them are trying to learn all these same principles that we're talking about tonight to fight these battles with their addictions. And amazing things happen when their fathers try and learn those same principles. A lot of times the dad isn't battling an addiction, but the principles to fight and overcome and heal from an addiction are the exact same principles that you use to overcome your own weaknesses, to overcome any of your battles. Again, a battle is anytime you do something contrary to your value system. So if you say you're going to do something and you don't do it, that's a lost battle, whatever that is. If you say you're not going to do something and then you do that thing, that's a lost battle, whatever that is, whether it's addiction level things or if it's as simple as saying that I'm going to take out the trash tonight and then you don't take the trash out. Whether it's an intentional choice or forgetting, that is, would qualify as a lost battle because you value honesty and integrity. Um, anyway, so as a child, particularly a as a son sees their father start to fight, it does incredible things for them. It shows, first of all, that it's possible. It shows that these things are applicable not just in realms of addiction recovery, but that they apply to all aspects of life. And it changes the relationship in powerful ways. It goes from, I'm father, your child, do as I say, to becoming, I like the term battle buddies, where it doesn't make you so much as friends as in this one aspect you are exploring and discovering together. And in this one way, you are peers. And you learn from each other, and you teach each other, and you compare notes and stories. And what's really powerful is when the son has an opportunity to teach the father. It is a an empowering experience for the son. It is a humbling experience for the son. And it drives that principle home much more than anything they could do 
probably otherwise on their own because they have to learn and practice that principle so they can teach it in a way that their father will understand it it changes so many things about the relationship and about the child and it's so incredibly powerful i don't have the words to emphasize it enough but the the best way i can think of talking about it is the quote we've heard um, elder ugdorf say in general conference several times where he says preach the gospel at all times and when necessary use words that's what this is fighting your own battles and letting your children see you fight your battles is preaching the gospel through your actions and they will learn so many more lessons than if you try and explain these same principles through words yeah Eller Holland put it another way. He said, live the gospel as <laughs> conspicuously as you can. Uh, I love what both you guys have been saying. So, I know my sons are all out of the house now, which I, part of me laments, but another part of me, I'm grateful that they're doing the amazing things they are. But when I had sons at home, I would keep my calendar on the fridge and they would keep their calendars and we would compare and support each other like you talked about robin and i've felt that camaraderie and fellow warriorship that brighton talked about and i wholeheartedly agree i believe it's an incredible tool for everybody involved so with with all that stuff in mind we wanted to uh, issue our challenge for this week and uh it kind of goes along with with um what we gave towards the beginning where um we encourage you to, to have an accountability partner. And so if you haven't chosen one yet, please do. And then this week, we, we challenge you to, again, focus on uh, or, or share with your accountability partner what battle you're fighting and, you know, reach out for help because, you know, there's there's strength in, in numbers and there's strength in and having a partner and, and being able to, to bounce ideas off someone, um, chances are, you know, if you choose another father as your accountability partner, he's been through some of the same things you have. And so it can be really helpful to, to get advice and help and strength from, from a battle buddy, as Brighton said. And if you're so. not familiar with some of these tools and principles, maybe you don't have a son going through the Sons of Healing program, there's lots of ways that you can find and learn these principles. Going through the Eternal Warriors program by Life Changing Services is a really powerful way to do it. Or you can read the book like Dragons Did They Fight. There's all these other different resources on the Life Changing Services website that we've talked about. Um, and... Another way, if all of that kind of stuff doesn't make a lot of sense to you, I've been trying to write about these principles in ways that make sense to people who don't have exposure to this. And so you can find those things on my blog. It's fightinglikeadragon.blogspot.com. And so you can go there and learn a lot of these same principles, and they're written in a way for someone who isn't exposed to these things through either the Men of Moroni or Sons of Healman or Eternal Warriors programs. Yeah, Brighton does an excellent job of, of breaking it down and, and really giving practical ideas on how to implement the things we talk about. So I encourage you to go to his blog, fightinglikeadragon.blogspot.com. So with that, brethren, thank you. And listeners, thank you. We appreciate 
your support. And uh, again, if you have uh, questions you'd like to ask of us, if you have um, success stories you want to share or concerns that you'd like to share, please email us at fathersufight at lifechangingservices.org. You can also go to fathersufight.org and hear uh, past recordings of our monthly meetings that we hold, and there's resources there as well. So uh, until next time, we uh, thank you for listening, and please join us for our next episode of the Fathers Who Fight podcast.